Welcome to Thinking with Dr. Barry Whitney. This podcast series is compiled from Dr. Whitney's university class entitled Justifying Beliefs. The thesis of this class is that we all hold beliefs, and no matter what they are or how deeply we adhere to them, we owe it to ourselves to apply rational testing of our beliefs in order to aim to justify them. This class takes us along that journey, perhaps for the first time or more deeply. For further insights and materials mentioned in this series, please refer to the resource page on Facebook entitled Thinking with Dr. Barry Whitney. Christians have been far too lazy in defending their beliefs. I'm, I'm not meaning to pick on Christians, but I mean, that, that, that's, that's, that's the only one I can find. It's called enemies of apologetics. Now, that ugly word, apologetics, just so you know, right, it simply means defense, justify. Defend or justify what you believe. I don't know why they call it apologetics, except that's what they called it back in the first century when the first writers were using it. Apologia simply means an argument. Now, of course, an apology means I'm sorry, forgive me. Like It's a completely different meaning. But the original word of apology was an argument. Uh, a defense. Rick Wade in this article is trying to show you bad arguments for, like I think he has six examples of bad arguments either for somebody's belief or against somebody's belief. Because the point will be, one of the tests is that your belief has to avoid logical fallacies. A lot of problems arise when, when, when you're trying to trying to promote some belief that's filled with fallacies. And I've got a list of fallacies for you, just so you know what I'm talking about. But the main fallacy, law of non-contradiction, but there are lots of others. You can't say that A is both a tree and A is not a tree. And believe me, some worldviews say that. But there's also all kinds of problems with some facets of, of religious beliefs contradict themselves. There's all kinds of things, logical problems, that we have to be aware of. So what he starts talking about, here are examples of bad arguments. People use bad logic to defend their beliefs, so you're not really justifying a belief with bad arguments. And if you're criticizing another belief which threatens your own, you have to use a good argument. But there's so many fallacies. There's so many. Way tells you the bad argument, and he tells you why it's bad. And it'll give you, a, I mean, we've all been there. We've all used bad arguments, and this is not how we justify belief. So we're going to have about 10 arguments why Christians, just to pick them up, and quite frankly, it's not just Christians. So when you're smiling, saying, man, they're really getting pounded here. It's all of us, whether you're Christian or not. We're all guilty of this with very few exceptions. There may be exceptions in this class, but there, most of us are looking for any excuse Things like ignorance, laziness, um, fear of, um, of, of being intolerant. There are all kinds of arguments listed by Gruthwith for why people don't engage in what we're trying to engage in this class in. They don't want to defend their faith. They say, live and let live. We don't want to foist our belief on anybody else, which is valid. But they're also too lazy, I think, quite frankly. And I, I would add, when, what I'm going to add to that is we don't have time, most people. You're not professional philosophers of religion, so most people, quite frankly, don't have time to do apologetics, just like you don't have time to become a physicist if you're in social work. 
But you can take a class in physics and at least get the groundwork. So I'm hoping at least you'll just get the groundwork of defending beliefs in this class. That's all we can do. But I think, quite frankly, your belief or your belief in a God or in spirituality is probably far more important than whether you believe in the latest theory in physics. So I'm hoping that you'll take whatever you gain from this exercise after another 10 weeks and use it. Um, some of you will and some of you won't, but to me, my religious belief means the most important thing in life. And quite frankly, all the stats say that. No matter how old we are or how, how young, they asked 100,000 students whether they had any religious belief or any spirituality at all. I mean, it's almost, almost like almost everyone does. And yet, the argument is, you come to a university expecting that your mind is going to be stimulated with knowledge and your body, God knows, you can go and do all kinds of physical things at the human kinetics and things. But where is the spiritual growth in this place? Like, where do you feed that? It's a shame that it has to be segregated. It is, but it's a shame. Um, and, and when you see that people in first year, 100,000 of them at all these different universities, I think it was 236 they, they just surveyed. This thing just came out 2005. Overwhelmingly, those students, you know, something like 90%, but I can get you the exact, I'll put the chart on the overhead when we, I'm almost at the chart section here now. You'll see that, I mean, people come expecting, well, they come with spirituality or religious beliefs, and quite frankly, they leave without, without any change because nothing happens, except you're hearing from all the other departments, if religion's mentioned at all, that it's simply some kind of psychological crutch or it's a sociological need to survive, or it's a biological determinism by the DNA. And, and it's, it's like, it's a farce. Religion's either ignored or ridiculed at, at, at academia. So we're going to have about 10 arguments why Christians don't want to defend their belief. And just ask yourself, guilty, guilty, guilty. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I do that. But yeah, guilty, guilty, guilty. I mean, quite frankly, we're not interested. And this is not, these are religious people he's talking about. Like, we, who actually have spirituality and religion, don't feel any inclination. Apparently, we're happy with the scientists saying we're a bunch of fanatics. We don't, we don't fight back. It's, it's a mystery to me. I guess we, we figure we're overwhelmed by their, their genius, and, their, and, and it's like all religious people are stupid. You know, some of the most intelligent people that ever lived had religious beliefs. Probably the majority did. And yet, in this culture, if anybody even claims to be religious or spiritual, it's like you're some kind of fanatic. Just, it's a strange culture. It's very, very anti-religious. Despite the fact the majority of people are religious or spiritual, but the majority of uh, academia and the media aren't. And they're the ones that kind of filter what's true and what isn't true at us. So there's a contradiction in this culture that's very strange. The media and the academics against but people just basically believe. So religion, in my mind, and, and, and secularism, the, you know, the, the people who don't claim to be religious at all, we've got some serious responsibilities in this culture. 200 years we have uh, six times the population, so something is really going on. You just take a look at psychology someday, the discipline of psychology, and a lot of it is about human potential. And if you look, quite frankly, at some versions of Christianity, which I think are on the border of not being even Christian, um, talk about nothing except human potentiality. But it, it basically comes out of the psychology movement. 
In Christianity, it has a different... different. So we're up to 11% of people. Um, and now here's another 4%. Um, well, I'll give you... No, I'll give you the 4 in a minute because I don't think it's New Age. The, the last New Age one, or New Age, the new spirituality is 9% of people claim in 2005 that God is a state of higher consciousness that a person may reach. God is a state of higher consciousness that a person may reach. So 4% say that we're all God. 7% say that God is the total realization of our human potential. And 9% say that God is just a state of higher consciousness. Now that worked out to 20%. 20% of people who say they believe in God in the United States is not the God of theism. 69%, 69% say now, this is the God of theism. It's still the dominant view, but it's dropped, it's dropped considerably. 69% say that God is all-powerful, all-knowing, the creator, who you know, basically creates and sustains the world. That's the traditional theistic understanding of God, Christianity, Islam. God is the creator, powerful, all-knowing, creator, sustainer. Now, see, what my, my point will be Despite the fact that it looks like, you know, like 90% of Americans believe in God, like almost 70% believe in the God of theism. They'd be traditional Christians and Muslims, but we've got 20% now. So it isn't not. I mean, it's 20% who say that the God I mean. This is the first time, first time we've seen some New Age spirituality show up. Only 3% said they don't believe in God at all, which is. Strange. I think the number in most polls is a lot higher. It's usually about seven or eight percent. And then one last stat. Um, I'm saying this 2005 poll says that three percent don't believe in God at all. Um, the stats I'm going to give you are from 2001, the one that's on the web page, and that's more like seven or eight percent say they don't believe in God. Sixteen in Canada, but seven or eight in the states. Now, strangely enough, after giving all of those figures, 15% say that God really has no major influence in life. Um, really, do, God has really no, no, nothing to do with my life. They don't disbelieve in God, but they're, they're really not there yet about what God does. So it really has no significant influence. That's on Barna. If you ever go on that site, there's all kinds of polls and information about all kinds of stuff, which is truly amazing. Uh, June 2005. And this was published by UCLA, the University of California at Los Angeles. 100,000 first-year students claim this. Right there, 15% say that they're not interested at all in religion or spirituality. 15%. That's pretty, that's pretty high. If the, this is the United States now, 100,000 first-year students in the States. Over here, this one, 42% claim that they're secure in their beliefs. They have religious, spiritual beliefs, and there's no problem, I'm secure. And over here, we have a huge 23% saying, I'm interested in religion, I'm seeking, I'm, I'm looking, which is, which is fine. That's probably, this isn't the whole culture. This is first-year university students, which is probably... Pretty, pretty close to the truth, right? If I gave out the same, same quiz. 
You could probably put the conflict and the doubt together, though, and that's a very high percentage. So you're not alone. This, to me, you know, you know, this was used as an argument for. This is where that phrase came from that I quoted a little earlier, and, and, and without without citing the source here. But this is why, after conducting this study with all these students at 236 different universities, they were saying, "Why are we not offering more religious studies?" spirituality courses, because obviously there's an interest, and only 42% are secure, and even those 42% that are secure, my guess would be probably can't defend their beliefs or justify them very well, and I think we should have an opportunity to do all that. So that's that's one that's not online yet, because like this is all I have is this hard copy, but uh, it's a strange one. Um, there's more to it than that, but these these students actually claim that it was, it was something like... Um, 80 percent of them had an interest in spirituality. Seventy-nine percent claim they believe in God. Sixty-four percent say you can be spiritual without being religious, which is a code word for saying you can be spiritual, have religious beliefs without being a member of a traditional church or mosque or whatever. Like that, which is fine. That's that's sixty-four percent of our first-year students. So. Canada is simple. You need to know your own country. And quite frankly, um, I'm going to do this quickly so you can just finish it off yourself because we really should start something else. Sorry, I, I crammed this up with the American ones in brackets. I just wanted you to see the difference. This is kind of where we are in Canada. And that's, for me, 16.2% claiming that they have no religious beliefs is very high. It's, it's never been that high, but now it is. So Canada... This is from StatsCan government site. 2001 was the last census. So. Got about 76, 77% Christian, 16% no religion. And the difference is in the states, you'll see there's like, it's something like 85% Christian and only 8% of no religious belief at all. This is belief in God. Um, this was published in Nature magazine, the main scientific magazine, major legitimate publication in 1998. It may be worse right now. Belief in God, they were asked. Do you believe in God? And you had three possible answers. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Or I'm doubtful or agnostic. Now, that's unfortunate because agnostic doesn't mean doubtful. Doubtful kind of, to me, means I don't. I doubt it, but whatever. That seems to be the uh, common answer. Now look, in 1914, the difference between 1914 all the way here to 1998, you probably don't need that middle figure, but that uh, the two on the ends are the important ones. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you all the... I've got five or six charts here. I'm just going to give you this first one. Okay. So scientists' belief in a personal God, 7% of scientists in 1998 believe in a personal God. That's what the figure says in this poll. And these are not your, your scientists working in high school gyms. These are the elite from Yale and Harvard and all of the important scientists. The, the title of this article was Leading Scientists Still Don't Believe in God. This is Nature Magazine. This is United States, Yale, Harvard, Chicago, the major universities. Nature Magazine. Right here. 7% say they do. Way back in 1914, it was 28%. Scientists have never been believers in God. You need to know this when you're taking science classes. Don't expect any, any religious input except either ignoring it or ridiculing it at best. 
because they don't believe. They're just not believers in God. 72% gave an astounding no in 1998, up from 53%. So science is getting less belief and more atheistic as the years go by. And 21% hold fast, just doubtful, don't know. Those are the sad facts. They were asked the second question. Do you believe in life, do you believe in life after death, in immortality? 8% do. 8% of scientists believe in immortality, that's all. 69%, that's what that number is. In The reason I didn't put it on the website is, number one, I just found it, and number two, this, this figure was wrong. And the, the document says it couldn't be right because it adds up to 120, so to make it add up to 100%, this one is not 80, it's 69% say, no, I don't believe in immortality. And you, the usual one quarter, 20%, one fifth say they don't know. They're doubtful. 7% of scientists believe in God. 8% of scientists believe in immortal uh, life. Um, and if you want the negative, 72% don't believe in God. 69% don't believe in a life after death. That is a problem for you and me if we're going to study science. And by the way, science, remember I started by saying that the reason we try to justify religious belief is the scientists who run this culture tell us that they can justify what they believe, and uh, religious people must just be faithists, fanatics, fundamentalists, crazies, because they can't justify what they believe. Science is challenging us, and I think we should take their challenge, because we have some arsenals here we haven't used. Over here, it's, it, it, I, can, I can tell you who are the worst. I wish I had a, more information, but belief in God. The people who say, I don't believe in God, the biologists were the top of the list. 65% said, definitely, no, I don't believe in a God. And of the physical scientists in general, that's biology, chemistry, and physics, the physical scientists, geography, 79% don't believe in God. Those are, those are huge, high numbers when you think about it. It's almost like there's the religious people who are the majority, and there's the scientists who are a minority, but the, the, view, the, the views on God are completely different. And here are, the, uh, here are the lowest and the highest. I've got the mathematicians here. They're the highest. Of, this, these are the people who say, these are the percentages right down here at the bottom of belief in God. 14% of, of mathematicians claim they believe in God. That's the highest among scientists, 14%. So it's these poor mathematicians. They're the ones, 14% are the highest number of any individual scientific group that believes in a God. The lowest, of course, are the biologists at 5% believing in God. And the physicists are second second uh, in the list at 7.5% belief in God. Those numbers are really, really low and way out of sync. My point is, I mean, I'm not condemning science. I'm simply saying science is an investigation of the physical world. God is not part of that investigation. I'm just wondering why so many scientists are atheists. Like, I really wonder. I, it, it, there has to be a reason for this. One guess would be that the dominant scientific theory, uh, Darwin's evolutionary theory, um, is, it claims that it can explain all things without a reference to God. Quite frankly, to put it, put it in rough terms, Darwinism is atheism. That's the atheist's favorite toy, is, is evolution. Now, that doesn't mean 
you know, like a, somebody like a Pope John Paul can say, I have no problem with evolution. If you want to believe that, that's fine. It may be true, it may not. Just don't forget about God's input. Maybe God is guiding it. Like the Roman Catholic Church, which is the biggest religion in the world, next to the uh, Sunni Muslims, which are the second biggest, the Roman Catholic Church, and I, don't, I, th- I think the Muslims don't have a problem with evolution the way I remember, but I, I don't want to speak, uh, you know, something I don't know about. Um, the Roman Catholic Church officially says that evolution's okay as long as God's input is God's input is acknowledged, and uh, I, I, I personally think that might be you know conceding too much. But you have to wonder why so many scientists just have no respect, no belief in God. It's they are powerful people in this culture. There is a warfare between the academic, which, and it's not just these physical scientists; it's the social scientists too, the sociologists, the psychologists. These people don't believe in God at the same rate or even close to it that the average majority of people do. So academia seems to be out of touch with where the people are. And the media seems to be out of touch in general with where the people are. Where do you see the stats on the media here? Like It's, it's the same stuff. It's, um, when I'm talking about the social science, I mean political science, history, literature. I just have one figure for all of these social sciences. The figure is going to be 31% claim they believe in God. That's it. Whereas the culture is something like anywhere from 75 to 90 percent. Or, you know, astronomical numbers, somewhere in that range. So political science, history, literature, sociology, and psychology. The, the total figure, I wish that was broken down on this darn poll, but it isn't, um, is 31 percent belief in God. You know, that's even worse than the total of natural scientists. The physicists, the chemists, and the biologists, despite the fact that we saw, you know, the biologists were down there at 5%, it's, it's, it's something like 38% of all of the natural scientists that believe in God. The don't believes, the worst are the political scientists at 20, 21%, 21% believe in God. There's something wrong with this culture. It's no wonder there's conflict and, and, and strangeness. We're, we're religious and spiritual, and yet the social scientists have 31% believing in God. The natural scientists have 38% in total believing in God. People like the biologists, I mean, 5% or whatever it is, it's just a shocking number. It's so low, it's just inconceivable. There's something about this culture that just everybody kind of molds together. It's very hard to escape culture. We're in it. It's just when you come from another culture, though, I bet you it is culture shock. It's just like all of academia is atheistic, it's antagonistic to my religious beliefs. It must, it must feel strange. Those of us who have grown up in this culture, we're, we're used to it, but something wrong with the, with the system there. This, I think, accounts for some of the change in this culture. In 1961, 78% of the people who immigrated were Christians. So, of course, Christianity became the dominant religion. That's, that's all it was. Right now, it's only 34% of, of, of immigrants that are Christian. But look at the number of atheists here that, that come in. No religion is 21%. That means one out of every five immigrants. This is why the numbers are, 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 are jumping up, I think. But, you know, we could play a nice little game here and say, ask the question, why? Like, for instance, um, 
why are non-Christian non religions on the rise? And, and the simple answer would be, well, one answer would be, and, and I could ask another question in the same breath. Why is the number of atheists, people with no religion, on the rise? There are lots of reasons besides immigration. Immigration is the obvious one. If Christians are only, you know, 34% immigrants, of course they're not going to be, they're not going to keep up with. Although nobody's more, the Catholics are still 23, and the non-religious people are 21, so that's going to make a difference. But I think there are a lot of reasons why there's change. I mean, it would take a whole class, uh, that, that could be the topic of, of some sociological study, but I think, to get back to what we just looked at, if academia is filled with people in, in all of the scientific disciplines who are atheistic, you can assume that that's going to filter down into the culture. Of course, more and more people are going to become non-religious. Thank you for listening. We invite you to join us for the next episode as the journey of justifying beliefs continues.